there was something about the situation between physiology and psychology which took me away from Cambridge, which was really this, that the physiologists at that time were not really interested in the brain. It was too difficult to do empirical work on the brain. There was a lot on the eye, on the ear, on conduction in nerve, which, of course, Lord Adrian, I mean, was the great person who discovered how it all works. I mean, what they did was fantastic. I'm not criticising it one bit. But I was interested in the cortex, in the brain, and the creativity of the brain, and so on, which at that time was completely beyond the possibilities of physiology. Horace Barlow is still a friend. He's actually older than me, amazingly. Um, and he's still active in Cambridge, uh, doing research. He's got a fellowship, interacts with students. He's a wonderful man, full of ideas. His ideas are as fresh now as they were then. And he's in his middle to late 80s, you know, and he's getting on. Uh, he's just the sort of academic one should be. Well, I suppose I felt in a way they did their thing better than I would ever do it and I do something a bit differently. So I never got into nitty-gritty physiology, basically. I got more interested in how the brain works cognitively, um, what sort of mental processes go on, rather than the components and how they function which make the brain work the way it does. I was more interested in its strategies and the details of the physiology. Now, artificial intelligence came along Naively, I thought, we could do experiments, if you like, thought experiments, but also experimental, using computers, that we could program computers to be intelligent, to see things, to make decisions. And by doing that, we would discover how the brain works, because it's too difficult to do it directly with physiology. So I was one of the three people who started the first department in Europe, actually, of artificial intelligence in Edinburgh. And that was really the reason that I got impatient with the restraints or restrictions of physiology, basically. That was the point. And I think also when I was at Cambridge, the physiologists had a higher social standing than we did in psychology. And I always felt one was being sort of pecked on the top of the head by superior birds, if you like, in the physiology department. I got a bit fed up with that too. So I thought, hell, let's start something new and another approach, you see, which is fairly naive, really. And so I gave up my fellowship, you know, free port every evening and all the rest of it, my wonderful students, my wonderful laboratory, which was superb, to start a completely new subject with people I hardly knew in a city that I didn't know, and it was freezing cold, you know. It was a pretty silly decision in many ways, I have to say. It wasn't really the weather, it was the fact that the computers were absolutely not up to it, and we were not up to the computers. We just didn't know enough about computing. That was the problem. So what we did wasn't in a way a waste of time. It moved things along. We founded a department, which is still important now, and we had absolutely wonderful people working with us. The students and our colleagues were really top-notch people, and it helped to get them going. So a number of good careers were formed from that. So I wouldn't say it was a complete waste of time at all. Though I myself did not benefit from it. Mm -hmm.